Welcome into the Sports Plus Podcast. I'm Corey Miller here with Frank Cusimano and Andy Moeller. Actually, I have to say, newly, uh, in, in, well, not inducted yet, but newly announced St. Louis Sports Hall of Famer, Frank Cusimano. It's a busy time of year. We're going to jump right in. There's a lot to get to. We're going to start with the Cardinals. Spring training underway. Already health concerns. That's when you know it's spring. Jack Flaherty, Alex Reyes battling shoulder problems. Seems like a tenuous situation right now, Frank. What kind of blow is this, and how do you think the Cardinals can patch it? Well, seeing how Jack Flaherty hasn't pitched much in the last three years, I don't like his chances. Like if somebody said over under 120 innings, I hope I'm wrong, but I think I would say under. Um, I do like Steven Matz, the fact that he won 14 last year. I do like Wainwright. Um, Dakota Hudson's going to have a healthy season, I believe. And Miles Michaelis, time, things are encouraging. They're going to have to find a fifth you know, a fifth guy, maybe a sixth guy, but I'm, I'm really worried about Jack Flaherty. How do you guys feel about it? Uh, I'm, I think that John Moselak has hopefully been on the phone with the Oakland A's for the last week or so trying to get either Frankie Montas or Sean Manaya. Uh, but we've seen how this team kind of operates and that seems like a pie in the sky kind of dream. Uh, I mean, ideally Matthew Libertor steps up and shows that he's ready to, to take it to the next level, but I think they're still gonna, gonna take their time with him and opt for some, <laughs> interesting uh, guys like a Jake Woodford or a Johan Oviedo, who both those weren't too encouraging last year, but they got another year of seasoning under them, or maybe even a Zach McAllister who, who they brought into camp to uh, maybe add some depth, which is not to, uh, doesn't get anybody real excited, but that looks like what's going to have to happen. I'll tell you, Drew Verhagen looked pretty sharp yesterday uh, in his, uh, in his two inning, uh, two inning stint. Um, but you know, you ask for Sean Manaya and you get Packy Naughton instead. So that's... Hey, they're both lefties. So, you know, I guess that's close. <laughs> the poor man, Sean Manaya. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll tell you, I, you know, Jack Flaherty is like, he's like a, it's like a Porsche, you know, with that really fine, you know, engine or whatever, but it's got to be finely tuned. And, you know, even the slightest nick or, you know, or whatever, um, yeah, you know, we've been going to go on this for three years now. So it's um, it's enough to make you concerned, that's for sure. One more Cardinals point before we move on. Not many moves to report, like we said, but the Cardinals did sign Corey Dickerson to a one-year deal. He looks to pencil into that DH spot as a lefty bat. Andy, what do you think of that move and the Cardinals DH plans moving forward? Well, you know, I'm 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 all on board uh, to, you know, uh, to you know, sign Albert now, if we, you know, if that, if, if that can happen, I know that uh, I probably shouldn't be waiting around too long for that because uh, you would think if they, if they had planned to do it, that uh, they would have done it by now. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, I think Dickerson's got a good bat, although it's been five years since he's had uh, a, a really kind of a breakout season, but the way the Cardinals are operating, this is the, this is the kind of, you know, kind of, treat that we're going to get it's going to be Corey Corey dickerson so um we'll kind of just have to see how it goes i'm interested to see how fast they might turn to the juan yapez or nolan gorman at dh situation if they they feel one of those guys is ready and i just want albert to sign somewhere i, I wanted it to be here but now i just want him to get a job before the season starts uh because it's taken too long colorado go give him some money and let him let him hit some bombs there in the thin Thin atmosphere at Coors Field. Somebody sign, Albert. All right, let's move on. Uh, we're recording this on trade deadline day in the NHL. The Blues 
and Doug Armstrong did some dealing, sending Oscar, Oscar Sundquist and Jake Wallman to Detroit for Nick Letty and another defenseman. Frank, we knew this team needed a D-man, but I'm not sure how much this moves the needle. What do you think? Well, it certainly doesn't move the needle at all. And Doug Armstrong was pretty sensitive during the questioning today, as we all saw. It was kind of spicy. But I, will, I, do, say, I do think they needed to make a move. And this guy has played uh, on some very good teams, part of a Stanley Cup. Uh, I don't think it's a bad move. I think he's your fourth best defenseman. And, you know, Oscar Sundquist's body is really beat up right now. I don't think we're going to miss Jake Wallman. So it's not a bad gamble. You got the Red Wings paying half of his salary, too. So it's not bad. Andy, what do you think? You know, I, I, I think under the circumstances, it's fine because the consideration I guess we have to make is the delicate balancing act that Armstrong has to do with the budget. And as he tried to explain today, when he wasn't being salty is that, you know, they had to, they had to be able to make sure that the, the money they were bringing in, they had to, uh, the money going out had to equal it. So uh, hence the move for Sunquist and only having to pay half of Letty's salary, but I think he's serviceable. Um, he's only 31 and he's, you know, he's got a lot of Stanley cup experience and he's got a cup. Uh, so uh, I think it can only help. Frank, there were some rumors that Jordan Bennington might be made available by the Blues. How much stock did you put in that? Well, I put stock in it because it was somebody really credible, credible in the NHL who broke the story. However, if you listen to Doug Armstrong today, he shot it down about as fast as you could shoot something down. I mean, so I don't, I, I don't think he wanted uh, Biddington to think that he was out there at all, but it was out there and Biddington reads the papers. He reads Twitter. He knows what's going on. So Doug probably didn't want it, but it, it was out there. Frank or not Frank, excuse me, Andy is currently constructed. Is this team good enough to make some noise in the playoffs and compete with Colorado? Those may be two different things. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I think they can, I think they're strong enough. They can get through the first round. Although, uh, a matchup with uh, with Minnesota, you know, they just picked up um, uh, uh, Mark uh, Flurry uh, today to to be in goal, and of course he's got a lot of Stanley Cup experience as well. So um, this this conference is going to be a beast to get through. Colorado is definitely the favorite, I would think. They are skilled everywhere, but they don't have a lot of experience in getting beyond the first or second round. So. Uh, you know, if the Blues can can catch a break or two, uh, I think they could advance past them. So, you know, that um, market. Yeah, that Mark Andrew Fleury thing is really interesting because he's 37 years old and his goals against are not very good. But I think of a Minnesota. Why not take a gamble? I mean, who knows? Right. He could be the guy that ends the blue season with the way things are going. Who knows? Right. Move on. Talk some boops. It is March Madness season. Uh, first, the team that's not taking part in March Madness. Word out of Columbia <laughs> is that Mizzou Hoops is set to name Cleveland State's Dennis Gates as their next head coach. Certainly not the big name hire that's going to get anybody fired up, Frank, but folks in the basketball business seem to think this is a pretty good move. Yeah, and I think, you know, the biggest thing he has going on his resume is the fact that he worked with uh, Leonard Hamilton, who if you ask Missouri fans, would you take Leonard Hamilton's next 25 years? You know, would you take his best 25 at Mizzou? Take it in a heartbeat. That's a Norm Stewart kind of career with a lot of, you know, conference championships, a lot of NCAA tournament appearances, uh, no final fours, but still a great run. 
I think it's going to come down to uh, what his staff is going to look like. And, you know, there are reports that he is um, he's going to hire this Jarence Howard, who did some real fine work for Bill Self at one time and is regarded as an outstanding recruiter. He's at Texas now. And, you know, this guy can recruit, too. I mean, he was recruiting some of Leonard Hamilton's talents. So, I, I, look, it's, they're not winning the press conference, but I think there's a chance they can win a lot of games with it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there are a lot of people that were too uh, on board with Eli Drinkwitz when you first heard, people first heard that name. And so far, uh, that seems to have gone over a little bit better. Andy, what do you think about this hire? Well, you know, the, the cliche expression is he's not going to win the press conference. Uh, so you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to hope that, uh, uh, you know, that, that there's some foresight here and that he's somebody that is going to stick around for a while. So, uh, you know, I, I think back to, you know, to Mike Krzyzewski and the headline in the, uh, you know, the, the newspapers in North Carolina when he was hired, Mike who? Um, he was an unknown at Army. It took him several years to get off the, you know, to get off the ground at Duke. Years he won't get at Mizzou because that's just not the way coaching uh, is allowed to uh, to operate these days. But hopefully they can, you know, they can't do any worse than what they've been doing the last few years. Yeah, yeah and for the people true. who want to know how it how it unfolded, is they hired Eddie Fogler, the former uh, Vandy, South Carolina, and Wichita State coach to conduct the search. And Eddie Fogler is very close with Leonard Hamilton. And one of the first calls he made was to Leonard and Leonard said, this guy's, this guy's great. And, you know, I had a coach tell me over the weekend that his practices are really unbelievably organized and he's a great relationship guy. So that adds to his recruiting ability. Uh, look, I think Kim English would have been a more intriguing pick. And I think there's a couple other guys who would have been more intriguing, but this guy's got, got a resume and we'll see what happens. I think, you know, the, the, some consideration has got to be made for the, you know, for the empty seats disguised as fans there at Mizzou arena, you bring in a Kim English, you're going to get some intrigue there. You're not, they're not going to sell one extra season ticket because Dennis Gates is their new head coach. It's true. That's Frank, true. You did, you did say he's got, connections to Chicago as well which got me excited because we know how many big time recruits come out of there if he could start pulling in some of those guys then you'll see the seats start filling up I yeah. think he played on great teams at Whitney Young and I think right off the bat uh, people tried to uh, put two and two together um, Miller the shooter from Illinois who went to LSU five-star guy uh, is from Chicago everybody from LSU is going to leave that may be your your first big transfer portal guy. So you, you look, if you can get players out of Chicago, that's that's rocking and rolling. There's no doubt about it. And think about this. In recruiting classes from 2012 to 2019, when Gates was on that Florida State staff, they signed 13 players who were four or five-star players, and he was doing a lot of the work. That's pretty good. And nobody on staff had to be uh... – the dad of the top recruit. So that's a step forward for Mizzou. Um, sorry, I had to throw a little shot at Mizzou now that they're down. Um, let's move on. Talk some Illinois. They were in the tur tournament. It was a disappointing exit, though, for the Fighting Illini. Second round loss against Houston over the weekend. Frank, how would you sum up this season for them? Uh, they certainly had higher aspirations than an exit this early. Absolutely. Um, here's the thing. I think that a lot of people are saying that uh, nobody gets – less 
out of more than Brad Underwood after that loss. That's what the cynics are saying. But, you know, when I think about it, I look at this Illinois roster, and if the experts are correct and Kofi Coburn doesn't play in the NBA, I don't know if they have another NBA player. Maybe they didn't underachieve. Maybe they did the best they could with this roster and they won a Big Ten championship and got beat by an unbelievably well-coached Houston team. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Kofi doesn't play in the NBA. I don't know if they have another guy that's going to play in the NBA. So maybe they didn't underachieve that much. Andy, what did you take away from Illinois season? Well, I think that um, that they probably overachieved just a little bit because they did have to deal with an awful lot of injuries and illness and and getting through that tough Big Ten season and coming away with a you know with a co ownership of the of the title, um, but you know um, I don't know I think if you lose Coburn you're uh, you're gonna you're gonna have a little rebuilding to do next year uh, I don't I don't know that the that the uh, that the bench has that many players. You know, well, certainly no one that can take his take his physical place in the lineup. So, um, you know, I think the whole, I, yeah, that's a that's a good thought, Andy. About moving forward, excuse me for interrupting. I think the most interesting right. thing is going to be what they do what they do with Curbelo. I mean, he did right. not play the entire second half. Does he take his ball and go home and go someplace else? Or does I, he the realize- Illinois fans? Illinois fans I know uh, are pretty upset with him right now. So I would be surprised if he's on his way out. Well, I, you know, look, when he, he probably participated in a third of their practices this year, everything that could go wrong from concussions to physical injuries did go wrong. I'll take that guy in a heartbeat. In fact, if I'm a Mizzou fan and you could get Miller with Curbelo in your backcourt, <laughs> you're rocking and rolling next year. Man, you could have, yeah, you could put together a pretty uh, good uh, five if you get those two and you uh, take the other guys Mizzou has, has taken from Illinois over the last couple of years. Absolutely. <laughs> that will do it for this episode of the Sports Plus Podcast. Be sure to download and subscribe as well as rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week, everyone.